Welcome to Black Family Table Talk. We are your hosts, Tony and Tony. Listen in weekly as we discover ways to build a strong black family. This week, I continue my discussion with the insightful Winston Williams from Rising Tide Charities Creative Cocktail. Enjoy. So let's kind of go back to where we started. So we were talking about the world and all the stuff that's going on in the world. And you made a comment here earlier about voting that um, was a key thing. And, and I looked up some stats recently. And as an example, the state of Georgia in 2016, the person who became the president won it by 225,000 votes, right? Just, you know, they got the, the votes for it. Um, we, as black people, we didn't vote. 660,000 of us did not vote who were eligible to vote in 2016. So that's just one example. But there are many other states that were, were like that. And um, so I wanted to get your view and thoughts of that because just getting us out to do this. We, for probably one of the few times in history, we, we black people can really change this election. We're 13% of the population, but the fact that we didn't vote last time had a monumental effect on what happened. And we can have an effect on not just the president vote, but the senator votes, all of that's gotta, there's gotta be some votes on all of that down ballot stuff. So I wanted to get your view on some of those items. Well, that's a part of the conversation that we need to continue to have because what I believe has happened over the course of the years, and there's some studies and stuff, and I've been reading articles and stuff, but we're only three generations from the N-word. And, um, and sometimes not even that. So uh, the Voters' Rights Act of 1965 came out in my lifetime. So there has not been... Um, People, we, we need to just to continue the conversation so we can educate ourselves on the power of the vote. But the first thing we need to think about for those who don't vote or decide to refrain from voting, the first thing we think about is if there's got to be some power in voting. Otherwise, there would not be this big, huge uh, movement or all the energy, the negative energy that's kept to keep us from voting, keep yes. women from voting, yeah. black people from voting. So um, there's something behind voting that gives the people the power. Otherwise, they wouldn't try to take it away. They wouldn't try to uh, infiltrate the U.S. postal system. They wouldn't try to have all of these tests, these voter tests and these voter, all these barriers to voting. So that tells you something right there. And if you look at history, the world history, not just the United States history, um, it regimes regimes have failed, countries have have been dismantled and fallen because the power was taken from the people. And so if we're going to move forward, we have to have a voice. You have to have a voice. You have to have a voice. And there's two ways you can have a voice. There's one through the census and the other is through voting. When the people don't have a voice, then countries tumble. Yeah. And that's just that simple. So if we don't exercise our right to vote, then this United States will not be will not be able to live up to its promises. It will not for anyone, not only for black folks or brown folks, but for anyone. And that is what we are in danger of losing. And if people don't understand how serious it is 
then um, this we get what we deserve. And it's that simple. Yeah. Um, yeah, I see, I see I see a lot of schisms happening already. So if you think about like Andrew Cuomo, he's almost like the king of the north out of Game of Thrones, right? Where he's got he's aligning with the governors of New Jersey and Connecticut and those guys and they're doing their own thing. Then you got like this block of people in the South where it's like our governor, which I won't say his name because that might get me a little upset. And so we got our governor and then we've got the governor of Florida and those governors in there and they're like their own block and they're kind of lackeys to the president. And then you've got guys on the West Coast. It's like the country is like, I don't know if people see that, but it seems to me like there is this schism and he's fracturing of these different groups that are happening out there. And it, and it's, and it's disturbing. It, it really is. Yeah. It is. And I don't think, I think that there's a lot of folks that are working class folks just trying to put food on the table. Yeah. And, 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 but what those working class, and that's the heart of America, but what we as working class folks need, we have to stay conscious and we have to not get very, see, that's why the tax cut came and 99% of the people did not benefit from it. I ended up owing taxes this year. So my mother ended up owing taxes this year. So, so what was the tax cut? What was the benefit of who benefited from it? We know who benefited from it, the richest. So if we can continue to scramble then and, and be so busy trying to put food on the table then we don't, we won't pay attention to what's happening. That's the part of the plan. We, we, it's like a bait and switch. I mean, you, 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 we, we're, we, we're. You do it for little babies. You distract them. That's right. So that they don't focus on what the real issues are. So, um, and that's what's happening. And you know, I'm, I'm not, you know, mad at people. I just know that there's a lot of miseducation and misinformation out there. And there are some authors that are books, but who has time when you've got kids, you, you got Zoom, uh, Zoom learning and uh, you got to keep them entertained. You got to figure out your job situation. It's a lot. It That's is. not a family uh, friendly country. That's not, where, where's the support? Uh, for families, and I'm finding that as the more I travel, the uh, more that I find um, that we need to do a lot of work in terms of supporting families in this country. Yeah, I tell you, I had a um, a friend who's part of our organization. They went on a mission trip, a few, probably about last year or sometime. They went to Haiti because you know there's always a need to go to Haiti to help out with the um, with the people there so they went there and they did what they needed to do um, as part of the organization they were part of and they and she shared this comment with me which I thought was very interesting she said that when she spent time with the people that were there she has never come across people who were more authentically happy in her entire life <laughs> they didn't have a bunch of stuff they didn't have iPhones and houses, big houses and cars and all this stuff that we deem as valuable, but they were unbelievably, genuinely happy to be alive on this earth. 
Isn't that something? Uh, you are speaking my language. That exact, that's exactly what I discovered in Ghana. I discovered that the less people have and the less things they focus on and the more experiences we focus on, the more rich we become. And um, yeah, uh, what, which brings me to our, our latest project. My husband and I started a podcast called Black Family Table Talk. Oh, yes. And we, uh, we're, we're, that is also doing very well. People are really excited because we're just discovering, to, what we're doing is we're sharing some intimate details into our, our work and family, our family relationships and what worked, what didn't in terms of parenting and our personal relationship and finances. So we're just trying to be a voice for Black families. Um, so, you know, I practice what I preach. I don't, don't say <laughs> what we do, what we need to do. I try to um, create products and, and support projects that uh, that do what I believe in. So I hope, you know, anybody listening, if they want to tune in to uh, listen to what our struggles were and how we got through them. If you're struggling with family, we introduce statistics and studies and we get professional advice and we just, we just want to be a voice of support for black families. So that's awesome. We will make sure that we put a link in the YouTube version of this conversation so people can make sure that they check in on that. That, that is, that is really what, what made you guys decide to do it? It was just because you wanted to just, have this conversation and get it out there? What was the genesis of it? That's a good question. Uh, well, we had, we had relationship problems. And as a result of that, um, the counselor suggested that we work on a project together. And one of the things that we are really, we really prided ourselves on was the way we raised our children. And so we thought, well, we have some knowledge to share. You know, my, my kids are absolutely incredible. Naval graduate, um, architect, I'm a black female architect, my daughter, yeah. my other daughter, black female, um, math, uh, PhD candidate. And my husband is, I mean, my son, my, my oldest son is a Naval Academy graduate and Lieutenant in the Navy. So, um, we've done some incredible work with our, with our kids and I'm proud of them. So we thought, you know, maybe some people would, would want to know what we did to push our children and to encourage our children towards their own destiny and then how we work through our personal problems and relationship um, to stay married for 31 years. But, you know, we, we, you don't just want to be in marriage for the sake of marriage. You want to be happy in a marriage. Mm. So we're working through our issues out loud on, on, <laughs> on the pod, podcast as we go through them and hopefully prayerfully, and from the response, uh, we're being successful. People are really um, more aware of their own circumstances and situations. And we just want to save people some steps. We want to teach what we know, explore what we don't. And at the end of the day, um, hopefully help uh, others. That's you know, we must tell our stories. All of them. That's right. <laughs> I tell you, that, that, that is really cool. One of the things that I know is happening is that as we go through this time, this 2020 time, on top of all of our personal strains that we can have, 
we've got relationships that we got to maintain and grow and cultivate. And and you said something yes. you said something earlier that just resonated with me about you know the energy that we put out there and and I believe that the real currency of this world that sometimes gets doesn't get spoken about or doesn't get shared is our relationship currency. You know, I, I always tell the story that I I have people who I know I've had several friends this year that are no longer with us. And when we got together to celebrate their lives, we didn't talk about any stuff that they had or whether they were dressed great or not. <laughs> we just talked about who they were and who they loved and who they needed to love and who they wanted to love and how they helped other people. That's the only currency that exists in this world. You know, I was giving my mom a hard time when I was growing up because she used to always make these wedding dresses for people. And my business mind would always say, Mom, what are you doing? You're making wedding You're spending your whole weekend making wedding dresses for people. And you're not charging them a nickel for doing it. She was like, mm. I'm just doing it for that. I tell you, that woman is one of the richest women that I know. My mom mm. is one of the richest human beings on this earth in regards to all of the wow. beautiful relationships that she has. And you shared something earlier that when you say your words, that it has that ripple effect. Right, you, 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 like a like a wave or like a collateral damage if you're doing something poor, but it also has collateral effect when you're doing something well. Absolutely, absolutely, and it's a reap and sow principle. What you right. reap is truly what you sow. So you know, this country has to duck. <laughs> <laughs> you got a lot of stuff coming back. You better duck and, and pray for the remnant. The remnant of folks that are doing the right thing and be a part of the solution. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Black Family Table Talk. We pray that you heard some principles to put into your strong Black Family toolbox. Be sure to tune in next week and remember, sharing is caring. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and visit our website at blackfamilytabletalk.com. Look for special discounts and ways to be part of the Black Family Table Talk community. As a part of our mission to do our part to strengthen Black families, we endorse small Black-owned businesses. This is our way of strengthening Black families economically. This week's Small Black Business Spotlight is on... Family, I urge you to check out my new book, Let It Go. It's a short read and many are claiming they can't put it down. It also made number one in two categories on Amazon. Visit BlackFamilyTableTalk.com on the products page for more details. I pray you too get inspired. Under Section 107 of the Copyright Act 1976, allowances made for fair use for purposes such as criticism, comments, news reporting, teaching, scholarship, and research. Fair use is a use permitted by a copyright statute that may otherwise be infringing. The news and opinions expressed on Black Family Table Talk do not necessarily reflect various platform hosts. All topics are for entertainment purposes only. Discretion is strongly advised and all commentary is alleged. This is a Micah 68 Media LLC production.